0: to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest running hiking podcast, downloaded over half a million times in over 145 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jewel Savage.
1: This is episode 211 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, we do an introduction to hammock camping. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. As hikers grow in their knowledge and ability, they will often transition to overnight trips. And the default setting for nearly all of us is tent camping. Tents are familiar and easy, and for many of us they hark back to the days of family trips or play as children. It's just something we can understand and connect with. While tents are the most common camping options for hikers, another alternative that's slowly gaining acceptance in Australia is hammock camping. Hammocks provide a degree of versatility over and above tents, and while they won't suit all circumstances, they may be a viable option for your outdoor adventures. In this episode, we look at what's involved in hammock camping, including the pros and cons, the gear basics, and the basics as far as hiking practice is concerned, to help you decide if this is an option for you. To start with, let's talk about what is hammock camping. Now, for most people, if you ask them to describe a hammock, you're going to get uh, an image or they'll create an image of something that uh, they use at the beach or in the backyard, and there's one of the, uh, the photos we've got in the written version of this podcast. It's of the uh, timber ended uh, with mesh sort of string uh, sitting between two trees and a nice shady beach. And I think that's most people's picture of what a hammock tends to look like. Now, that really doesn't represent today's modern camping hammocks. And there's such a huge array of different components and accessories to suit just about everyone's needs. As far as hammocks are concerned, uh, certainly with what's available on the market these days, you can buy full-on kits that are ready to virtually unwrap and put together, you can select individual pieces and build your own kits, uh, or if you're that way inclined, you can make your own gear. Hammock camping is becoming progressively more popular and you can now find hammock equipment readily available online and in a lot of the larger outdoor stores. And while hammock camping is nowhere near as popular in Australia as it is in the US, uh, and I'll be honest here, I've never actually seen a hammock set up on trail before in Australia, it is gaining popularity. Now let's look at the advantages and the disadvantages of hammock camping. Like any form of camping, there are certainly uh, advantages. And the most obvious one is you don't need flat, dryish ground to actually go through and set up a hammock. I've been on many hikes where I've spent time looking for that perfect piece of ground to pitch a tent.
0: I remember that uh, leg of the Larapinta Trail where we walked and we walked and we walked, and in the end, uh, we pitched our tent on this little patch of rocky ground. It was great,
1: <laughs> minus the rocks that have already been someone already cleared this. Site. There was still a lot of rocks there. Yeah. We only had to keep on walking another two kilometres and we would have hit trees. So, But I think that's, that's just one example through there. And we had another, another example that I had on the Bibbleman track in 2018 where I was looking for a campsite, just could not find one. Uh, I eventually got to a stage where it was becoming very obvious there was about to be a storm that was, was going to hit fairly soon and I just had to make a decision about where to camp. But I spent a lot of time looking and had I have had a hammock, I could have camped very easily on a number of different sites, probably for the, the, the hour prior to the time I actually stopped to go through and set up my tent. So I've, I've have had a number of occasions like that uh, where the, I won't even say perfect, that you know, even a halfway decent camping site for a tent just wasn't available. It keeps you away from the creepy crawlies. So basically when you're up off the ground, uh, you're not going to get um, any insects or spiders or anything crawling around uh, at, at ground level. And in some trails, this also includes things like mice. Yes, don't like mice. Hammocks can double as a chair. So just by adjusting the way they're, ha- they're being hung, you can set it up during the daytime as a chair for you. Or even if you you set up in one spot for a couple of couple of days, you can sort of pack your sleeping gear away and just turn it into a uh, a a chair for the daytime use. Many people find camping or sleeping in a hammock more comfortable than sleeping on the ground, or at least as good. Certainly, from my perspective, uh, I think one of the things that I found was that if you lie on a sleeping mat on the ground, it's certainly comfortable, but you can, I don't know, you can almost just feel that sort of uh, that slight out of evenness or if there's any sort of slope at all. Uh, and sometimes it's just not as comfortable as you would think.
0: This is your princess and the pea moment, I isn't think it? so, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: But put, it, put yourself into a hammock and you've got a. you know, when you're actually lying in the hammock, the actual hammock material itself is taut. If you're sleeping on the material or you're sleeping on a sleeping mat, it's a lot more comfortable. So it's it's an arbitrary thing. Not everyone's going to agree with that, but that is one of the potential options or one of the potential advantages.
0: Yeah, and I certainly find find um, the hammock with a sleeping mat inside is, is uh, better than the alternative, better than not having one.
1: Potentially setting up is a faster process. Now, this is like anything. The more you practice something, the easier it becomes.
0: <laughs> we're, uh, yeah. we're still... We're still practising. Yeah, we're
1: still practising and, again, we're by we're no means experts on this.
0: Someone's going to take a photo of us doing this one day and it's it's going to go viral, I'm sure.
1: And I think the first time I set up a hammock, it probably took me about half an hour. Um, well,
0: I think it took a half an hour to work out which way was up. Yeah,
1: So, but I think that's the case. You know, the first time you ever set up a tent, you know, you've just gone and bought a new tent, you, know, you, you, you spend a bit of time practising and playing around. I don't know, if I buy a new tent... I'll set it up at home, either inside or outside, on the in the backyard, just to make sure that I know what the bits are and where they where they need to be.
0: Uh, and and I think because of that familiarity, you know, you've got an intuitive sense of um, how to put a tent up, as opposed to all all the bits um, that you need for a hammock. And you know, we'll talk about the other bits later. But some some of those you don't you definitely need to practice putting together.
1: The next advantage is it's, it's leave no trace. Now, I agree with this to a certain extent. It's leave no trace if you do it the right way. Uh, and by that, what I mean is if you go through and put a tent up on a piece of ground, you get up in the morning and the grass has been flattened down. People sort of keep on using the same sites over and over again, and you end up with this permanent patch flattened into the ground, and it changes the environment. With hammock camping, you're, you're not really impacting that much on the ground, but potentially you are impacting on the trees themselves. So providing you set up the suspension straps properly, there's going to be minimal impact on the trees. And it's often unlikely that someone's going to set up in exactly the same spot. They may do or they may pick somewhere totally different.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's probably more that overuse. So, you know, if there's if there's a place where you can tell that others have been before... It's probably not a good idea to, to put your hammock up there.
1: Hammocks are cooler in the summer months. Uh, so if, you, uh, if it's a really hot middle of summer um, you know, and you're in a tent, it's often almost impossible to cool down. There's really not much that you can do about it. But certainly with hammock camping, if you lose the insulation component, and we'll talk about that in a moment, that can cool you down quite a lot. So it's going to depend on the, the conditions, but certainly in the hot months or if you're using it during the daytime, losing the insulation tends to keep you reasonably cool. Another one which is a bit of an arbitrary sort of thing is it can be potentially lighter in weight than tents. Now, this is dependent on the environmental conditions. If you're camping in very cold times of the year and you've got the, your, your cold weather gear, you're probably going to be weighing more than a tent of comparable weight. You can certainly buy ultralight hammocks and you can also buy bigger, heavier hammocks as well. So it really depends on the equipment they've got and how cold it happens to be, that it dictates what you're wearing from an insulation perspective. And one of the other things that's put across as being an advantage is an improved sleep. Uh, And if you go to the written article of this podcast, there's a link that talks about a couple of scientists have discussed. Uh, the benefits of sleeping in a hammock and the way it actually improves sleep. Apparently you get to sleep quicker in a hammock than you do uh, if you're sleeping in a bed or on the ground.
0: It's like being a baby, is it? Is that the analogy? That yeah, yeah think? I think
1: I think it was. And I think it really did come down to that slight rocking sort of motion. I mean, you're not going to be you're not swinging in a hammock, but just that slight gentle rock. Well, I to... don't
0: know. The, the other day when I got into the hammock, <laughs> I was swinging. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how I was going to stop that.
1: Now, apart from the advantages, there are also disadvantages of of hammock camping. And Swinging, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think to a great extent they tend to be the reverse of the advantages. Now, as a hiker, you do need trees. You may be able to get away without trees for a day or two, and you, or they can also be set up as a as a makeshift bevy using tracking poles. Um, now, this does rely on you having a sleeping mat, which we'll talk about in a minute. But certainly, yeah, uh, if you have to, if you if you need to. Uh, use the ground, there are possibilities there. But I certainly wouldn't be planning on doing a 10-day trip where you've got no trees. That just sort of defeats the purpose. You know, In that situation, you'd bring a tent. We just talked about it being cooler as an advantage during the summertime. It's also colder in the winter months. Uh, and as a result, you need to increase the uh, uh, insulation that you bring with you. And and the issue here tends to be that when you're sleeping on the ground, you use a sleeping mat to provide some cushioning, but also to stop the ground sucking the heat out of your body. In this case here, you don't have ground, but what you do have is air movement both on top of you and underneath, drawing the heat out of your body, and that is noticeable. So certainly going camping in the middle of winter uh, in a hammock, uh, you do need to make sure you've got the proper insulation. As a generalisation, hammocks tend to be slightly heavier than tents. But as mentioned before, that really does depend on the environment you're in and the gear that you're using. I know from my perspective, uh, the gear that I use, even down to fairly cold conditions, the hammocks that we use are, and all the hammock systems that we use, are slightly heavier. The initial learning curve with hammocks is um, it's a bit of a more of a sharp curve. So tents for whatever reason just seem to be something that's easier to understand. And even if you've never set up a tent before, most modern hiking tents these days tend to be reasonably self-explanatory. I must admit, I don't think I've ever bought a tent that's come with instructions. You know, I think
0: you, they all do. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you've never read them? <laughs> read them? Well, yeah,
1: yeah. You normally expect it, yeah, you, get, you buy you buy something, you get a, a how to use book. And it's just something that in most cases you don't tend to get that with a lot of tents.
0: I think they're probably a little bit more intuitive because of that familiarity that you have.
1: Yeah. You may not like the sleeping angle which, uh, which you're on, and this is going to vary with the different styles of hammocks that you use, and you're either going to like it or you aren't. Uh, and, you know, you're not going to be as flat as if you're lying in a bed or lying on a sleeping mat on a flat piece of ground. But having said that, though, you don't tend to have the issues of your hips digging into the ground. Uh, it's a lot more cushioning available in the hammock. Insulation on the underside of the hammock is more critical and intense, and I went rather than saying underside of the hammock, I'll say the underside of the hiker, but when you're doing this as a, uh, a hiking from a hiking perspective, you're either using a sleeping mat or an underquilt, which we'll talk about in a minute, and that's going to either sit directly under you or underneath the hammock itself. And well, last but not least, if you're not hiking solo and hiking with someone who has a tent, the end of the day's discussions tend to be a bit of a negotiation to come up with something that's going to suit both of you. I mean, obviously, the, uh, the tent user is going to want a flat piece of ground. Uh, the hammock camp is obviously going to want some trees. And trying to find something that keeps both of them happy might take a bit longer to find. Now on to gear basics. As previously mentioned, there's a wide range of hammocks and hammock equipment, both on the market here in Australia uh, and in particular in the US. And when you first start out hiking uh, using a hammock, the recommendation that I'd say here is use what you've got rather than going out and buying everything and deciding you don't like it. Once you know this is an activity that you're going to do regularly, uh, then it's time to spend up and buy the gear that's going to suit you. Now, what we're going to talk about here is the the minimum that you need to do three season uh, hammock camping. And when we're talking about three season here, we're talking about spring, summer, autumn, not winter time. Firstly, most obviously is a hammock. And then, you know, if you're not borrowing one, you're probably going to have to buy a hammock here. Um, you can't go hammock camping without a hammock.
0: <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that's called oh, then. No, no, <laughs> no tent, no hammock. <laughs>
1: Um, You need a suspension system of some sort that's going to hang the hammock from the trees uh, and some hammocks will come with uh, the suspension built into the kit. Others you have to buy the suspension separately. Bottom insulation of some sort and that's either an underquilt and if you think about basically a quilt being a sleeping bag that doesn't zip up is probably the best way to think about it. So the... uh, the quilts back, back, wrap around the base of the uh, hammock and uh, basically provide that insulation of layer and stop the air movement over the underside of the hammock, which is going to keep you warm.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the most unusual part of this. So, you know, you do need to get your head around the fact that the under quilt um, sits on the outside of the underside of the hammock.
1: One of the things I find, and again, I, I'm i using non-dedicated hammock quilts and you can buy things from uh, cottage industry companies and particularly out of the States, which are made specifically as under quilts and they're sold as under quilts. And really the difference here is the, the sizing is going to be different and the, uh, the, the, the attachment systems are going to be a bit more purpose-built for hammocks. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with using a stock standard quilt that you would throw over the top of you. And companies like Cedar Summit make a range of quilts, as do a number of other companies, that you can pick and choose to do use as an underquilt and also to use as an overquilt, which we'll talk about in a moment. The other option is to use a sleeping pad. And this is probably the thing uh, that I'd suggest when you're trying hammock camping first off. Typically, most people own a sleeping mat. And rather than going out and buying something new like an underquilt, And again, in deciding you don't like hammock camping, um, you're best off trying it with the, the mat. Then if you decide you like hammock camping, then you look at the options of whether you want to use an underquilt or not. One of the advantages of taking an underquilt on a hiking trip or a camping trip when you're using a hammock is if you're in a situation where there's no suitable trees, you're above tree line for a night or two and you need to sleep on the ground, Having an underquilt is not particularly helpful. Uh, having a uh, sleeping mat means you can go through in cowboy camp, which means basically you, you put the sleeping mat on the ground and you've got uh, a quilt on the top of you and you can put the, the, uh, the hammock tarp, which we'll talk about in a moment, over the top of you if you need to. So it gives you a bit more versatility carrying a sleeping mat. But a lot of the keen and enthusiastic people that hammock camp all the time We'll often use underquilts. One of the things with sleeping mats as well is you don't necessarily need to inflate them as much as you would do when they're on the ground. And I must admit, my sleeping mat, I inflate quite fully. You know, I'm a reasonably heavy, so I need to be able to sleep on my side and not, not touch the ground. But I find when I'm sleeping on a hammock, it's probably maybe three-quarters inflated uh, because yeah. it, it's more about providing insulation not about providing comfort underneath you. Next piece of gear that you need is a rain tarp. Now, you can possibly chance it and not take one with you, but it's a bit like going camping with a tent and not taking the rain fly. Uh, It's wonderful until you get rain or until you get a lot of moisture.
0: I was going to Um, say, if there's heavy dew uh, that starts to drip off those trees that you're camping under... You know that's going to splash on your face, isn't it? In the morning,
1: and I think it just provides it a bit, extra bit of protection as well. If it's windy, uh, the tarps also going to provide you a bit of protection there as well.
0: I mean, you might not need it if you're in a very um, stable uh, in, environment, weather environment.
1: No, so you know if you're in a, 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 te- a temperatures where it's quite warm, you know you're not going to get any rain, and varies
0: you know. very little.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so it's an option, but it's probably one of the things you need to look at, as is things like insect protection, so bug netting. Now, some tarps will come with a built-in bug net, and these often tend to be classed as jungle hammocks. They have have an attached bug net, which you unzip, you get in, and you zip it back up again. First time we used hammocks, it was actually the daytime, we were playing with the gear, and... What we found was even during the daytime, mid-morning, in summertime, we were getting mosquitoes coming in under the fly, landing on us. So it's uh, summertime here in the parts of Australia that I tend to go hiking and camping in. Mosquitoes are not unusual, so bug nets are a necessity. A couple of non-essential things that are worth considering, and I'll go through in here. It's not probably the correct term, but a doormat. Uh, And to give you an example here, the area we did a bit of testing on with some of the equipment, we found that uh, uh, it had been probably the highest grass growth in many, many years. Uh, And with that, there was a huge number of burrs. Uh, (laughs) It didn't matter where we went, everywhere there was burrs. Our shoes were covered in burrs. And, you know, when you're getting into a hammock, uh, you, you, you sit yourself down, you take your shoes off, which are covered in burrs. You then have to pick all the burrs off your socks, uh, so you don't get it in your in your in your sleeping gear. Uh, and then when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet, you need to be able to put your shoes back on again. Uh, and it's having a small piece of plastic, you know, just a piece of black plastic that you can put your sh- your your socks on. Just makes things a bit a bit more comfortable. And the other thing which you can look at as well is things like tree straps. Now. The two hammocks that we have had a chance to play with and test and use uh, come with their own built-in straps. However, uh, you can buy dedicated tree straps and they tend to be thicker uh, and as a result they're less likely to damage trees.
0: Uh,
1: I must admit it's going to depend on the trees that you use but um, as I said, unless people are using the same tree over and over again to set up their hammock typically you should be able to walk away and not really see that you've been there. Tree straps also give you the benefit of uh, giving you a bit of extra length in your suspension, um, which means you've got the ability to be a bit more flexible in how far apart the trees are.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, if you go through and look at the written article, we talk about each of the uh, pieces of equipment more in detail and show photos of them, which will give you an idea. And we did talk about the, uh, the hammock tarp. And typically, dedicated hammock tarps tend to be a bit irregular in shape. So, rather than being a rectangular tarp that's four sided, hammock tarps tend to be they tend to end up tend to be six sided. One side's triangular, one side's almost a uh, a rhomboid shape, uh, and you tend to put that larger side facing into the wind and the rain, uh, and the triangular side is uh, the the protected side where it makes it easier to get in the and out. Side. The access side. Access side. But really, it doesn't matter. Whichever type you want to use, you'll get away with it quite comfortably. Now let's look at some basic hammock practice. Equipment, really, this is one component of hammock camping. The other is the practice. And there is so much to learn about hammock camping. We've gone through and done a review of a book that's called The Ultimate Hang. And this really is the Bible of hammock camping. Uh, It's considered the, the ultimate text uh, of of what to know about hammocks uh, and, and hammock practice. Uh, and certainly, uh, if you want to know anything about hammock camping, this is the book to go through and buy. It also has basic plans if you feel like making your own gear as well. So first up, uh, some of the things you need to consider is use the gear you have rather than going out and buying a whole new set. So as I said, we use uh, the sleeping pads uh, more so than the underquilts but that may be something that you decide you want to change and go to undercourts at some point. But play with what you have first. If you've got a tarp, use that rather than buying a dedicated hammock tarp until you know this is what you want to do. Look up. Now, this is something that doesn't just apply to hammock camping. It also applies to tent camping. But when you are hanging from a tree to sleep, it's a bit more critical. Something you should get into the habit of is not camping underneath dead trees or trees with large dead branches on them. You've really got to assume that they may come down Uh, and we've certainly been camping in uh, the Bimbrig Wilderness, which was one of our local wilderness areas uh, near where we are. Uh, And we've been camping overnight. There's been heavy rain come through and all through the night we've had these very large, twenty-five to thirty-meter dead trees falling over. So you've just got to think that if you're camping at night time uh, and you're in a hammock, whether that's going to be more or less of an issue.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, really interesting one around the choosing the the, the strong tree because you know um, sometimes when you look at the recommendation and look at the tree, you think, oh, that can't possibly that can't possibly work, um, but. You know they—they've obviously gone through and thought about it, and um, you know you probably should just trust the guidelines and trust the um, the recommendations.
1: Choose a tree that's strong and healthy. So again, don't pick something that's sort of uh, five centimeters wide um, uh, and yeah, you know, and looks like it's half dead, or don't pick a. A tree that looks reasonably good with a large dead branch, it's gonna be over the top of where you're gonna be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so easy to say, yep, the tree's okay, it's in the right spot. And actually picking a set of trees can be a bit difficult. Um, it's you know, if you're walking through the bush, you're very dependent on saying, I want a tree or two trees that is approximately around about four and a half meters apart. And sometimes you might be tempted to say, I haven't found anything there's a tree that's not looking so good but it's the right distance, uh, you're best off to keep on walking.
0: Or or you have too many choices. (laughs) That's what we do. We go, oh, oh, here's one. Oh, how about have a here? Oh, no, have a here's better.
1: (laughs) As I mentioned, choose choose trees that are around about four and a half metres apart. That's certainly going to vary. Probably 3.6, metres is probably going to be fine because ultimately what you're trying to get is – the angle on the suspension straps wants to be around about 30 degrees. And that's the recommendation that you see uh, in a number of hammock camping blogs and in the books. They're saying 30 degrees is the optimal angle. That will give you the correct angle on the actual hammock uh, component itself. Typically, the recommendation has to have the foot end just slightly closer to the tree. And what that does is it means your feet will be slightly higher uh, but that means you won't be sliding down the uh, the hammock uh, during the night time. So you don't want to be you know it would be six foot above your head sort of thing, but it just wants to have that you know not your, rather than being perfectly level, you've got your feet slightly higher. Think of the practicalities. You need to be able to get in and out of your hammock easily. Uh, so as an example, I like to be able to swing my legs over the edge of the hammock and I have my feet on the ground and for me, the hammock wants to be about 60 to 90 centimetres off the ground, and that means that your tree straps or your suspension will be at roughly about 1.8 metres. Uh, So you think sort of, depending on your height, roughly about head height, and that'll give you a good indication. And that's going to depend on the individual. So you'll find that if you're shorter, you're going to need something uh, that's a bit lower to the ground. If you're taller, you might need something a bit higher. Uh, but that's to give you, you know, really you want to be able to get in and out without too much uh, difficulty. You want to think about how high you're hanging. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from hanging six metres up a tree if you can get up there and sit your hammock up. Uh, but the, the rule of thumb is don't hang your hammock higher than you're willing to fall. Uh, you know, if you, your hammock collapses or the strap breaks and you're 60 centimetres off the ground, not too much of an issue. If you've set, oh. <laughs> well, if you set your hammock up one and a half to two meters off the ground and you fall that's going to be an issue well it's a bigger it's issue it's a much bigger <laughs> issue so yeah um, you know the really it is hang the hang, hang the hammock no higher than you're willing to fall as we've mentioned be considerate of the environment uh, don't damage trees uh, that you know they're you're looking at trees that are going to be there for another 50, 100, 200 years. So don't sort of, um, uh, you know, pick a, pick a tree with reasonable bark that's not gonna, that the straps aren't going to damage. Set the straps up nice and evenly and make sure that, you know, you're using good wide straps as well. When you're sleeping on a hammock, you're not sleeping... If you, if you imagine drawing a line from the top of the hammock to the bottom of the hammock, that's the centre line... Uh, and that you're not actually sleeping on that centre line. You're sleeping slightly off, off centre. And the recommendation is a roughly 10 to 15 degrees. And this means you're likely to end up with a flatter lay on the hammock. It's not going to be dead flat, not in the, unless you're using specific models of hammocks that are designed to do that. But for most hiking hammocks, that's not the situation. So you just tend to be sleeping on a, a slight angle.
0: And that's the thing I find a little bit difficult. I, I just, I find half my body's got the angle and the other half doesn't. <laughs> I need to work on that.
1: And if it looks like rain, make sure your tarp is set up to protect you from the prevailing weather and it's low to the ground. So, I mean, this is another thing when choosing trees. You know, ideally you want to choose the trees that also provide the most protection if you need to from the prevailing weather uh, rather than being sort of, you know, 90 degrees off, and you're going to get hit whatever, with whatever happens. Uh, so the recommendation from with the tarp is have the tarp as close to the ground on the prevailing weather side so the rain's not going to blast up and into your hammock. It's an angled tarp, so um, basically you're getting all the protection from the rain and wind on one side, uh, and then you've got access out the other side.
0: Well, that also means you've got to choose the cheese carefully as well. And make sure that the the weather and the wind isn't coming in uh, parallel uh, to the hammock and so that's,
1: and that's that is something you do need to do with the tent also that you know
0: you're trying to it's probably not not as critical I mean if no, you get don't get it right, but in a hammock it's it's yeah probably not great.
1: I mean with a tent you're trying to present the smallest surface area to the wind itself uh, and make sure that your, your guy ropes are uh, well and truly providing uh, support, on, particularly on that, that windy side or that, that storm side of the tent. So we've gone through and talked about hammock equipment and hammock camping practices. Why would you use a hammock, uh, having said all that? Uh, first up, maybe you just want to, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think, uh, as I mentioned from my perspective, I like to stop at the end of the day at around about 3 to 4.30. So from 3, 3.30 onwards, I'll start looking if I'm using a tent for campsites. And once I find one, I'll go through and set myself up, uh, get myself ready, tent set up, have dinner. Uh, so it means I'm all ready to go before it's dark. As soon as it's dark, I've pretty much uh, uh, gone to bed uh, and, and head off to sleep. As I mentioned, I've had situations where I ended up going to uh, set up my tent an hour later. Uh, I've, you know, I've had a, a storm chasing me. I was looking for somewhere to put the, uh, the tent up. I found a place which wasn't ideal, but it was the best I'd seen in the last two hours. Uh, and I uh, got myself set up just as the storm hit. I didn't feel like making dinner because it was pouring down with rain. So I just had some light snacks. But uh, certainly, as I said, there were so many options for putting up a hammock that would have made things so much easier in that respect. And I think that's the thing with the hammock. If you're camping on a mountain, and we did this when we did the human hovel track, where we just had to keep on walking because we couldn't find somewhere to put the tent and it took us quite a while. Uh, uh, whereas hammocks, if we both hadn't been carrying hammocks, it wouldn't have been an issue. There were plenty of options. So just the final thoughts on hammock camping. As previously mentioned, uh, I've yet to see a hammock on trail anywhere in Australia. And I'm not saying that people don't hammock camp, but it's just I've never seen them where I have seen hundreds of tents in this time. I know people I've talked to that use hammocks. and I know people in the uh, hiking and hammock, hammock forums that certainly use hammocks within Australia, but they are in the minority at the moment. But having said that, there's a steadily increasing availability and range of hammock equipment both in-store and online, and that's a good indication that people are making requests for that equipment more often and that people are buying and using it more often. So from a personal perspective, I'm never likely to go solely over to hammocks and, and give tents a miss, but I do see the point in them, and as someone who solo hikes, I can definitely see myself adding a hammock kit uh, to my hiking gear uh, for those times where I've got a specific hike in mind uh, and I know that the ground conditions aren't going to be conducive to setting up a tent.
0: So for me, the jury's still out. Yeah. <laughs> i got to say. <laughs> All
1: right. We hope you've enjoyed this introduction to hammock camping. Next week we're going to be bringing you a hammock camping from the trail So it'll be a short episode about an on-trail experience with hammocks to see what we thought uh, about an overnight experience with hammocks.
0: And hopefully it'll be a good experience.
1: (laughs) That's all for this week's episode. Bye for now. And bye from me. Now that really doesn't represent modern hamping now that really doesn't rep now that really doesn't represent today's modern hamping cap.